0: Hello and welcome to the Organize for Success podcast, the show where we provide organizing tips and solutions so you can get organized, simplify your life and create more time so you can do the things you love to do. I am your host, Kathy McEwen, and myself and my team help those with clutter clear their clutter, get organized and pack and unpack. We help organize homes and offices and also help organize moves. So you ready? Let's get organized. Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 14 of the Organize for Success podcast, and I'm your host, Kathy McEwen. Today is part two of the two-part series called 20 Ways Moms Can Get Organized, and don't worry dads, these tips will help you as well. If you haven't listened to part one yet, where I provide the first 10 tips not to worry, when you're finished listening to this episode, you can hop on over to episode 13 and hear those tips. Listening to this episode first is perfectly fine and I will post a link in the show notes for last week's episode so you can check that out as well. Okay, let's get started and I'll be covering 10 tips plus one bonus tip at the end that I think you will find very useful. Okay, so number one, create a meal plan you may think you don't have time to plan meals ahead of time. But what you may not realize is that by planning ahead, you're actually saving a lot of time. So pick a day that's best for you and plan your meals for the week, get the groceries for those meals and start prepping for the week. This can include lunches, snacks, suppers, etc. And the best way to do this is to pick an evening or a day on the weekend when you are really not as busy. Because if you're got a slam schedule, you're going to find it hard to find time to do this. But pick a time where you're just not as busy and schedule it in your day. And when I say schedule, I mean like create your meal plans, like you're going to schedule what you're going to eat each day ahead of time, including what you're going to have for supper, and then get those groceries for those meals. And if you have time, make the meals ahead of time, put them in the fridge, fridge, freezer, whatever, and to have them ready so that when, if you come home from a busy day, you can easily grab your supper. If you don't have time to make the meals, just knowing that you have the groceries and knowing what you're going to cook for supper that day will save you not only time, but it also will save you from ordering out. Now, depending on your budget, another option could be is hiring a personal chef that will come in and cook your meals for the week. So what often they do is they'll come in for a few hours and they will cook your meals f- for the week. They wash all the dishes, they clean up the counters, they everything they do, everything before they leave. And so what you could do too is to save money, you can just go out and buy the groceries yourself and then you don't have to pay the chef to go out and buy them. And then the chef just actually comes and does all the meal prep for you and uh, when you come home, it's done. So that's an option for you, depending on your budget, but you're basically paying for the chef's time to make the meals. So that's one option, and another option is that you can actually order meal boxes and have them delivered to your home. Now, depending on your location, if you're on a you know, country road somewhere, you may not have that kind of service, but many people do have this service, and what they are, they're boxes that are set up with all the ingredients you need to make a meal and it also includes a recipe card. So it's super easy, the ingredients are there, the recipe card's there, all you have to do is just make it. Now I personally have not used this type of service yet, but I have considered it and I know other people that have used it and loved it. So that's number one, create a meal plan. Number two is learn to say no. And this is huge, people. It really is. If you are running on empty, can't keep up with all the tasks that you are doing, then sit down and figure out what you can say no to. So, for example, I limited my kids' sports activity to only one activity at a time. For example, my son didn't play hockey and play basketball. He just played hockey and hockey can take up a a lot of your times, right? Hockey moms, you know that it can take up a lot of your time. So what I did is I limited limited the amount of times he went and played hockey um, so that I didn't have to go 6 days a week and take him to hockey. So he was on a house league instead of a competitive league. And I'm not saying that children shouldn't be on competitive teams. They often want to be, the parents want them to be and that's great, but for myself I had a busy schedule and for me I just couldn't commit to the long hours, so I had to say no. So what can you say no to so that you have more time for you? My kids always came first. They really did, but the but And that's what moms and dads do, right? We have our kids come first, but sometimes we just have to learn to say no to our kids. Our health is very important and we need to be able to take care of our kids so we can't burn out. We cannot be on the go all the time. So sometimes we just have to learn to say no. So what else can you say no to? Do you do a lot for your friends? Do you Do long hours at work. So sit back and think about what you do on a regular basis and what you can let go of. So letting go doesn't always mean letting go of personal items. You know, I talk about that a lot, about letting stuff go. But it could also be letting go of responsibilities. So number two was learning to say no. Number three is carpool. If your kids are in activities, are you able to carpool with other parents so that you don't have to go to every single practice or every activity? If so, take advantage of carpooling when you can. Number four is outsource. Excuse me, I'm just going to take a sip of water and we're going to go on. Okay, number four is outsource. What can you outsource so that you have more time for you? And I spoke about this briefly when I talked about number one, um, and I talked about the hiring a personal chef for a day, a week, or, or purchasing meals in a box. So that's basically outsourcing. But what else could you outsource? Could you hire a cleaning company to come in and clean your home, or could you hire a professional organizer to come in and tidy up and create systems for you so you can get so you can get more done? And also be more organized, or maybe a gardener to do your gardening. So, if you think if you're thinking about the cost of outsourcing, because I know outsourcing is not always cheap, it costs money. Sit back and think about what you can cut back on so that you do have that extra money to outsource. For example, like maybe you can stop buying coffee every day at the local coffee shop, Um, maybe you don't have to go out for dinner as much, or maybe you can cut back on buying clothes and shoes. And I know that's tough for some women. Clothes and shoes are tough. But believe me, outsourcing is amazing and will free up so much of your time so you can have more time to be organized and do the things you love to do. So that's number, what number was that? Four. That was four and that was outsource. And now number five, be car ready. What I mean by that is keep items in your car to help keep your children happy. So example, have toys, extra change of clothes, diapers, etc. Have them in your car ready to grab when you need them. That's awesome. And you may have a quieter car ride as well because happy kids make happy moms and dads. So if you have things in your car ready to go when they're needed, it will make it so much easier for you. Number six. Clean out your fridge right before garbage day. So get in the habit of throwing out expired food on a regular basis. Wipe down the fridge often so it never really gets really, really dirty. Now, of course, you will need to do a deep clean of your fridge every so often. But if you remove any expired food, keep it organized, wipe it down regularly. It will never get that bad and never get totally out of control and it will be easier for you to see what you have in your fridge and will save you from having as many expired foods. So number six, clean your fridge right before garbage day. Number seven, number seven is regular routines. Kids love routines and it's best for us adults as well, so have them go to bed at a certain time every night. Get up at the same time each day. Having the same morning, after school, and evening routines. Kids love routines, I can't stress that enough. It makes their day easier, they know what to expect, and it's also good for moms or dads to have routines as well. So my suggestion here for number seven is having routines. Number eight. Rotate toys and don't bring in too many toys into the home. I see this way too often. Kids tend to play with 20% of the toys over and over, so they don't need a ton of toys. They really don't. So instead, bring in a limited amount of toys. And I'm not saying that kids shouldn't have toys, but limit the amount they have. Because I have seen rooms actually that are so full of toys that there's no rooms for the Kids to actually play in, like it's just full of toys, and there's no room for the kids to move around in and play. They're actually tripping over toys. So, believe me when I say this kids would rather have less toys and an area to play than have a ton of toys. They really would. And also, rotate the toys. So, put some away and bring them out later on. The kids will be thrilled to see the new toys. And just a quick tip, if you are adding more toys by bringing some out at a later day, then remember to take some away. So take away the ones that your children aren't playing with anymore, let them go. Or if you think they just don't play with them very often, but they might play with them later on, then put them away for a bit, like maybe a month, and bring them back out. If they still don't play with them, then you know it's time to let them go. So donate them or sell them if you, if they're expensive and you think you can get some money for them. By all means, uh, sell them. And that way, other children can play with them. It's better to have other children playing with them than to have them in your home taking up space and the kids aren't playing with them. So that was number eight, and that's rotate toys, and also don't bring in too many toys into the house because honestly, the kids would rather have less toys and lots of room to run around and play than have a full room of toys. Number nine is laundry. And I know laundry can be challenging. And I, what I see the most often, actually when I'm working with my clients, what I tend to see the most often is that they have time and motivation to wash the clothes but they don't have the time or energy or motivation to fold them and put them away. So what happens is they have several baskets of laundry that are clean, but they're not put away. So my suggestion is not to delegate one day to do laundry. Like, you know, you you might be saying, okay, every Sunday, I'm going to try to do my laundry. But instead, what because what I see happens all the time is, people designate a sunday for example to do laundry but then they get busy and then they end up doing something else and then what happens is they don't plan on they plan on finishing it but it doesn't get finished because next thing you know they're heading out the door to go somewhere or they think about all the loads they have to do and they feel overwhelmed so instead of having one day to do several loads of laundry which can be overwhelming focus on doing one load and only one load at a time and finish it. I know this may sound crazy, but it really does work. And that includes folding and putting the clothes away. Where I live, our hydro actually, the hydro costs actually go down after 7 p.m. So that's when I tend to do a lot of laundry. So after 7 p.m., I will do a load of laundry and make sure it's put away. So only one load, because I don't wanna be up all night doing laundry after seven, so I do one load and make sure it's put away. Am I tired from a long day and not really wanting to do laundry at 7 p.m.? Yes, but for me it works because it's only one load that I have to worry about, so it's really not that bad, and so that's my suggestion is do one load daily until you get caught up all caught up with your laundry, and uh, it will be easier for you. If you have a closet or dresser drawers that are full and you're not sure where to put the clothes, that means that you probably have too many clothes. What often happens is that we end up going out and buying more clothes because there's not enough clean clothes. Or you can't find a certain item like a black shirt that you really like. So what do you do? You go out and buy another one. So can you relate? Who can relate to that? You can't find what you're looking for. You buy another one or you have a dirty laundry and you um, have something in mind that you'd like to wear. You can't find it. So you end up buying it again. And so this happens all the time. You're not alone and not to worry. Really, the simple solution is when it comes to laundry is don't have too many clothes. <laughs> I know that sounds silly maybe, but it's the truth. You just really can't have too many clothes. You can still have lots of clothes, but you don't need an abundance of clothes. And do your laundry often from start to finish. Try it one load at a time and make sure it's folded and put away. If you do your laundry often, you really don't need to have a lot of clothes. You can end up wearing the same clothes over and over if your laundry is done often. So That's my solution for number nine, which was laundry. Okay, this is the last one, but then there's still the bonus tip. Number 10 is create lists. I am a list person. I actually can't function without making a list. I find it really helps to keep me organized. I also write down three main things, sometimes more than three, if I think I can get them all accomplished, but at least three things I want to complete the next day. That way, when I wake up, I don't have to think about what I need to do that day. I already know because it's written down, it's planned out and I know what I want to accomplish. So make sure your list is also accessible and in the same place every day. And that's actually a really good tip because I know some people, um, they write lists and they're all over their house or in their different rooms. So try to get in the habit of using the same book to write out your lists and, make sure it's accessible and it's easy for you to grab when you need to grab it every day. Right? You don't want to waste time looking for your list. So for me, I put a post-it note with the tasks I want to complete the following day on my calendar. So I have actually a paper planner. I know I'm old school. I have a paper planner, but you can use a digital one if that works for you. I put, what I do is I put sticky note on the front of my calendar, so it's easy for me to quickly see what I want to accomplish for the day. I could write the task down in my calendar, and I do sometimes, actually, but seeing it boldly right on the front of my calendar in bright pink color, like I have pink sticky notes, that works for me. I do schedule tasks in my calendar, though, as well, so I well, write down like if I've got a few things that I need to accomplish, I'll put them right in my calendar so I know what time of day I want to do my tasks. But for some reason, I also like to put the list on the outside of my planner and it's really so I don't miss it. It's Like I said, it's pink, it stands out and it tells me what I need to do for the day. So what works for me may be different for what works for you and that is totally okay. You may want to use an app like Wunderlist or Trello to help keep your tasks listed and they are easy to check off when they're complete. So it doesn't really matter what you use to keep track of your list as long as you are creating them and checking those off. Okay, so I mentioned that there is a bonus tip. So I just gave you 10. and Maybe what I'll do is I'll just quickly go through the 10 quickly so that um, you'll have it down. So one was create a meal plan, number two was learn to say no, number three was carpool, number four was outsource, number five was be car ready, number six, clean out your fridge right before garbage day, number seven, have regular routines, number eight, rotate toys, and don't bring in too many toys into the home, number nine was laundry, and number 10 was create lists, okay. A bonus tip. Are you ready? Give more responsibility to your children. Um, and I I really think this is super, super good point. Teach your kids how to tidy up. They can learn as early as like two years old or even a bit younger how to tidy up. Make it part of their daily routine, tidy up every day before they go to bed. One thing to keep in mind is if you're organized, your children, like, sorry, if you're not organized, your children may not learn how to be organized as well. So once again, if you're not organized, your children may not learn how to be organized. And it's good for the whole family to pitch in and help and also learn organizing skills. And you know what? You're busy. So let's have the kids help out. Teach your children to make their own school lunches. And I talk more about that actually in episode 13. So I won't go into that now, but it's just teach them to do their own lunches. Teach your children to do their laundry. And I'm not suggesting, you know, young children that are five years old to do their laundry. But by the time the children hit around 10 years old, you can teach them. You can teach them to fold laundry actually at an even earlier age. I was doing laundry for five children And I finally said, that is it. I went out and I bought five laundry baskets and I put them in the rooms and told them that from now on, they had to start doing their own laundry. I had to double check their loads though, because I had to explain to them that, you know, you just don't throw in one shirt in the washing machine and set it it going because, you know, the cost of hydro and water and everything. So I did have to teach them how to do laundry, but once they learned how to do it, it saved me a ton of time and I no longer had to put my hands in those dirty stinking socks that I had to do. So once again, teach your kids how to do laundry Give your children chores each week to do and reward them for the work they did. So give them some chores and then don't forget those rewards. And the last part of this section here is have routines for your children. And I mentioned that earlier, but you can also have routines where your children do their homework. So have them do their homework every day at the same time, in the same place, in the same room of your house. And they just know that that's part of the routine that they come home from school and they run and go get to do their homework. Okay, moms and dads, you are busy. It is hard to keep up with everything. And often your home is not organized and this can be stressful for not only you, but the whole family. So if you follow these tips I just provided, it will help you have the home you really want to have. I hope you found this helpful. If so, please subscribe so you won't miss our upcoming episodes that will be filled with more organizing tips. Also, please share this podcast with your friends or family members who you think would benefit from listening. One last thing before I sign off. If you struggle with home organizing or time management, we would love to help you. You can either book a VIP day with me in person or virtually, or if you're in the Ottawa, Ontario area, you can have our fully trained members of our team help you get organized so until next time let's get organized